Welcome to Living Simply, a guide to mindful living and mindful parenting with your host, Dr. Gina. Hey everybody, welcome to Living Simply with Dr. Gina Madrigrano. Uh, my name is Ben Barber, I'm the producer of the show, and here she is, Dr. Gina. Hey Dr. Gina, how are you? I'm doing well, Ben, and how are you today? I'm good. It's uh, Memorial Day here in America, uh, yeah. the United States, and um, so it's. Uh, I thought I was going to have more of a day off, and then I realized that I didn't do that, and I had all a whole bunch of commitments, but it's been good. Um, how's, how's your day going in Canada? It's not a holiday there, right? No, it was a holiday last Monday. Okay. So today was the work day for most people. And, what holiday? Uh, what yeah. holiday was last Monday? Victoria, which is the an old queen, <laughs> Queen Victoria's <laughs> birthday. Very nice. Um, so today we are talking about self esteem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is uh, this is a topic that you have wanted to talk about for a while. We thought we actually had done a podcast on it back in. Um, back in February, but it turns out we never recorded it. Mm-hmm. So um, so we thought that we would talk about it today. Can you give us a little overview? And also, because this is a live show, and if you're listening to this later um, on the podcast or Insight Timer, I highly encourage you to follow Dr. Gina on Facebook or YouTube, and you can watch these shows live Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, so if you have a question about self-esteem or, or, or anything else regarding that, please leave it in the comments and, uh, and Gina will try to answer that. Um, so Gina, can you give us a little bit of an overview of self-esteem? Yeah, self-esteem is near and dear to me because over the years I've noticed working with my clients that it's at the core of everything. People with healthy self-esteem are happier are more successful, their lives run smoothly, they make better choices. So self-esteem impacts all areas of our lives, whether it's business, personal, love, parenting. So I I like to work with clients on self-esteem because it has such a huge impact in all these spheres. Absolutely. Um, And uh, how has self-esteem... what what issues or or triumphs over issues uh, that you've resolved have you had to to deal with with self esteem in, in your own right? Uh, with myself or in my practice? Uh, first in yourself, and then we'll talk about your practice. So as a person, um, as I worked on my own self esteem, it's allowed me to be better at setting boundaries. Uh, making better career choices, basically the environments I would would work in, what I'm willing to accept, not accept. Uh, It's helped me in business, you know, not be so scared of setting boundaries even with clients. Um, In my parenting, I think it's made me a a better mom. And if I have good self-esteem, as a result, my daughter will have better self-esteem because it starts with us. Um, it's, it's changed my mindset. So not feel victimized by things or circumstances. So it's allowed me to empower myself. So it's had multiple positive impacts on my life personally. Absolutely. Um, and then in your practice, what are some of the issues that you've 
seen over the years of uh, issues with this. I mean, because you started as a as like a a, a very um, you know as, as a criminal psychologist uh, dealing with like sex offender cases, and did you um, did like that is something that does a lot to to victims self-esteem you know what i mean so like what sort of things have you seen um in your practice over the years and then transitioning into sort of the clinical psychology and the children and the parenting and stuff um i imagine this is a a subject that comes over up over and over and over and over (laughs) yes (laughs) it's it's at the core usually i find of all the um, clients that I work with, you know, some people can have really healthy self-esteem at work, but not be so secure with themselves in their personal areas. But if, if I go back to your question, when I started in forensic, my, my specialty was with teenagers. Um, I did a lot of internships and I worked with adults, uh, adult sex offenders, but uh, when I worked with teenagers in the criminal justice system and um, I don't know in the U.S. how they call it, but child services, basically, child protection services. Yeah, it's similar. Um, yeah, the, the youth all had issues with their self-esteem. As you probably guessed, most of them were abused, whether emotionally, physically, or sexually. So I I worked a lot with them on their self-esteem. With, with the adults, obviously, the treatment is different. It's not about that. But, um, yeah, so if it, with the criminal justice system, there's self-esteem issues there because there's a lot of victims as well. Um, and when my work with parenting, it's it's been like my um, my goal to help parents build their kids' self-esteem because they don't realize it. They, they don't do it on purpose, but they highly impact their children's self-esteem. So I teach them to parents so that they nurture their, their kids' self-esteem to empower them, make them more resilient. And when I work with adults, I work with a lot of females, but it's happened with uh, adult males as well. Um, many people were in unhappy marriages, wouldn't stand up for themselves, would tolerate all kinds of dysfunction because part of it, they didn't think worthy of having anything better than that. So we work back to building self-esteem and self-care so that then it can trickle down and help them make better choices and choices that are in line with their values. Sure. So if you're somebody that is lacking self-esteem, if you, um, you know, you're, you're lacking self, self-esteem, you're lacking self-care, you, you just have a very low opinion of yourself and it's blocking you. Um, I mean, first of all, I would imagine that that's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, if you have low self-esteem, you probably believe that you'll always have low self-esteem and, and so on and so forth. And it becomes a perpetual motion of, of not having it. So how do you, how do you raise your self-esteem? Like, I guess that that's the big question when you're not feeling it, what are the things that you can do to sort of raise your value in your own eyes? Um, What what sort of self-work can you do to get there? So the way, when I work on it, it's, it's a bit of a process. So 
um, I try to gauge where the person's at and where we tend to start is their internal language, basically how they talk to themselves. I look at their mindset, their perception. So, um, you know, if they have a victim mentality, meaning if they're always feeling they're a victim of their circumstances or people. So I get a baseline measure of how they perceive the world and how they feel empowered or not, how judgmental they are with themselves and others. Um, if they tend to look for other people's opinion before they make choices, if they're authentic or not, if they worry what people think about them. So I work a lot on, on their perceptions of themselves and the world and others. And alongside that, I help them develop the ability to notice their thinking. So a lot of mindfulness work because you can't change what you can't acknowledge or perceive. And then I really, really start with the self. So self-care, doesn't matter what problem they show up with, usually they lack in self-care. So we, self-care is self-love. If, if you can't take care of you, yourself first, and you always put other people ahead of you, it, it is a sign that you don't value yourself more than you value other people. And I try to do a lot of education also that you cannot attract people who love you more than you love yourself because you're not modeling it. And um, if, if how can you teach people how to treat you and how can you have healthy boundaries if you don't love yourself? And, and it's on a continuum. It doesn't mean people with low self-esteem hate themselves because I work with a lot of high-functioning women and when you look at them, they don't look like they loathe themselves and think they're disgusting or pitiful. They're, they're actually pretty successful, confident. But when they look at, oh, yeah, I've been putting other people's needs ahead of my own, or I worry a bit too much about what people think, then it's a bit of a mindset shift. So we also have to see self-esteem on a continuum more than black, or black and white, there or not there. Absolutely. Um, in what ways do a lack does a lack of self-esteem help us to or you know stay stuck, right? So um, so if somebody is uh, doesn't believe in themselves, they might stay in a relationship longer than they should or stay in a bad job longer than they should or not chase a dream or or go after something that they really want. Um, how do you is it? Can you do those things simultaneously while building your self-esteem or do you have to like work on your self-esteem to sort of build up some momentum to get into what you want to do or what you want to get out of? Um, you know, what, what yeah. would be your suggestions for that? Well, actually, what's great is it's it pretty experiential, meaning you build your self-esteem as you go through the challenges. So if you're in an unhealthy relationship and we're working on setting healthy boundaries and expressing your needs and having your needs met and start taking good care of yourself, learning to say no more than yes. Well, just that in and of itself, the result of it is very reinforcing and slowly but surely builds a person's self-esteem, but also builds the courage 
to put into action what we're talking about during our sessions versus it just being an intellectual discussion. So, you know, from the first day we meet or the first day we start uh, intervening, coaching or a therapy, it's like, okay, let's get on this. We can start today. Um, and we look at strategy. So we don't have to wait two years, six months. We can start right away. Absolutely. And, and it's you get momentum and it's it can be quite addictive when you start loving yourself and go, oh, this feels pretty good. So uh, I recorded a podcast earlier today with some uh, with another friend of ours um, about uh, actions speak louder than words and um, and how important it is. Uh, and I think that this really fits right now with with the conversation that you and I are having, which is, um, you know, talking about things are great, but acting on acting on the things that you want to accomplish, acting on the things that you want to plan in the direction that you want. So like if you need more self-esteem, if you want more self-esteem, if that's an issue for you, actually doing the esteemable acts for yourself is, is more important probably than trying to like, you're not going to act yourself. I mean, you're not going to think yourself into better action, but you, you can act yourself into better thinking. Yeah, because it it tends to be a trap where I often see with clients, they'll read all the books, listen to all the podcasts I recommend. So it gives them the impression they're working on their stuff, but they're not putting action between behind their knowledge. So they're gaining this tons of great knowledge. They could actually teach it, but they'll acquire self-esteem by doing what they learn, not just intellectually learning about it and talking about it it won't go very far right absolutely uh how about people that compartmentalize their self-esteem and let me let me explain that okay <laughs> so um so i th i feel like people people have uh self-esteem in one area you know i do this well i know what this is i'm this i'm i got this relationships i have no idea or like, uh, you know, maybe I, I know my stuff with this, but technology, I'm, I have no, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like uh, it's not a blanket statement. Having low self-esteem is not a blanket statement. Maybe you're a career professional who's doing wonderfully, but you have absolutely no self-esteem when it comes to your uh, personal life, your dating life. Yeah. Um, so how do you deal with compartmentalized self-esteem? Well, it's, I hope that's a good question, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is actually. It's not necessarily actually. Com actua com actually, <laughs> it is a good question. Actually, I have control to hang up on this stream. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's basically what triggers us, right? So, if we're very confident professionally, we're confident in our skills. Um, we can't be shaken, but in, let's say, our friendships or love relationships, it, it, it triggers our core attachment uh, wounds. So we'll be triggered um, with individuals. We might have insecurities, judgments. So it's, I think it's more common than not that I'll, I'll see, like I said, professional women that are so highly successful, um, business executive, business owners, and they're 
marriages are falling apart and it's often most often than not i related it to their initial attachment figures so what they've learned um you know this is what you do for a man and this is what you do for your kids and so some of it is social learning and and it triggers fears so a lot of women or men but i say women a lot because most of my clients are women um the guilt what if i leave this marriage what am i how am i going to hurt my kids um or comments i'll hear well at least he doesn't beat me up so but you know people tend to think you only leave a marriage because someone's verbally abusive and emotionally abusive versus maybe you just leave because you have different values many will have husbands they feel it's like having a third child in the house who doesn't step up um, it doesn't have to be because you're being abused but it's it's based on societal values versus internal values and when your self-esteem is strong what guides you what's what's your gps is your internal values because you trust them versus what everyone else is telling you to do so what if your self-esteem is dependent on those things right so what if your self-esteem inside of the marriage is really good or or the relationship is really good or in the job is really good um even though you're not necessarily happy you are uh, happy that you're married. You're happy that you have two kids. You're happy that you have a job that pays well. You know, you're not happy in the job. You're not happy in the relationship. The kids are fine. Um, but, uh, but you know, you're satisfied. Like there's the, there's the happiness and then there's the satisfied of like, I checked the box. Does that make sense? You know, like you've gotten to a certain point and, uh, or, or you're in a relationship or, or you have a, you have a good job, you know, you have a good thing going, but you're not happy and you don't, and you're, you're okay with the, your, the, the level of self-esteem that you do have is locked into the fact that you have this, this thing, you've notched this place. And even though you need, so you need more self-esteem to get over it, and to to reach for something more and better and happier and more joy and all of that stuff, more fulfillment. But the level of self-esteem that you are at anyway is dependent on the fact that you have those things. So you could like so letting go of it, you lose all self-esteem. Does that make sense? Well, there, there's two things you're mentioning here. First, level of happiness and self-esteem. So technically, self-esteem is stable. It shouldn't fluctuate with your external circumstances. It shouldn't. So healthy self-esteem is an inside job. Example, um, let's say I, I'm very good at my job. I like my job. I'm confident and something happens. I lose my job. If I have healthy self-esteem, I, I yes, I'll be sad, stressed, upset, but it shouldn't be about me being a bad person. So healthy self-esteem is, is an inside job, shouldn't be determined by external factors. Meaning you can have healthy self-esteem and be a homeless person. Poor, no money, um, living off the streets. It, if it's determined by external factors, then it, it won't be stable. Right. 
And so when we work, it's about the internal job, trying to get to the core of who you are. So not the ego, but you at the core are unique, perfect the way you are. It doesn't mean you're, you don't have bad behaviors, but at the core, even if you have bad habits, you work on these habits, doesn't diminish your, your worth and your value. So it's basically developing unconditional love for yourself so unconditional on circumstances. And when you can develop unconditional love for yourself, you can then have the same compassion for other people and your children, which we see a lot with kids. You know, I'll see highly successful parents whose kid wants to be a hairdresser, a dancer, a painter. And you're like, are you sure? And, and then the parent's self-esteem is impacted by what their kids do externals so it ideally you don't want to be impacted by externals your self-esteem but it it will impact your happiness you know like right now people lose their jobs people are sick you yeah. can have health, super healthy self-esteem yet be stressed and unhappy yeah i was just gonna say you know the whole pandemic of it all um, right now, you know, a lot of people are losing the things that business owners, uh, you know, um, such as yourself, like, you know, things that, things that are happening that are out of your control that, uh, really take a hit on your self-worth. You know, I'm, I'm not able to be as strong as I thought that I was, or as independent as I thought that I was, or, you know, that I, that I was two months ago. And, um, and I can't do these things for myself and for my family that I was able to, and they're not. And that, I guess, involves, uh, you know, anything where you're, where something changes, something dramatically changes your circumstances and it affects your self-worth because you become dependent on something else and not able to be as independent as you were. I mean, you've talked about uh, many times about when your daughter got sick, you know, um, what kind of a toll does that take on your self-worth and does that have an effect on your self-esteem when all of a sudden you can't, you know, you, you, you try your best, but you can't protect what, what you wanted to protect. You know what I mean? You're, you're not in control. Yeah. Well, like I was saying before, if, if it impacts your self-esteem, then your self-esteem, like I, I say self-esteem, self-worth are, are synonyms. Okay. Um, if I want to distinguish, if, if, if something happens, you grieve, you're stressed, like if you lose your independence, it doesn't need to impact your self-worth. You, you, because you know, like, let's say a man is the provider and their company closed Yes, he'll be stressed, but it doesn't mean suddenly he's not a provider. He's worthless. It's just, okay, I got to find a job. He's freaking out, but it doesn't automatically decrease his value. If it does, then you know your self-esteem is determined by external circumstances. So like I was saying, if, if your self-esteem is healthy, Yes, you'll be hit by circumstances, you'll be stressed or unhappy, but doesn't mean you suddenly think you're a loser and you have no more value. Right. Absolutely. Uh I that makes that makes a ton of sense. It just feels like it's hard. It feels like that's a hard uh leap to because so many people's 
and and and, and this is what you're saying you know, that it's external and that's not a healthy self-esteem, but so many people's self-esteem, self-worth is wrapped up in who yeah. they, who they are with quotation marks, as in what they do, you know, what I, they drive, the what size they do of what their they, homes, exactly. the labels they wear, yep. wouldn't be, wouldn't be caught dead in driving certain cars. Um, those are temporary and externals and not very good markers to use as self-esteem signs that you have self-esteem because what if you lose everything um you know how and now uh leading into our end of the show uh portion um what effect does gratitude play with self-esteem to, to, I think to sort of to especially in a situation where there are things that are that are um you know able to be taken away that are external you know uh in what way can gratitude play in helping you build your self esteem I think gratitude has a great impact on so many things so um if if you have a lack mentality if you start noticing what you do have and what is right with your life, um, it will greatly impact your perception of things, um, circumstances, you know, like, like right now, yes, we, we can't go play with our friends, but you know, do you have a roof over your head? Do you have your health? Um, so gratitude impacts your mindset. It impacts how lucky you think you are. So I think it shifts your mood and your attitude and as a result you're more open to working on the other stuff that lead to healthy self-esteem so i think it's a it's a door towards self-esteem because you can be grateful and not have self-esteem all right uh and that leads into our <laughs> closing portion of the show every time which is the moment of gratitude, uh, which is how you like to end every episode of the show. So Dr. Gina, um, what are you grateful for today? I was grateful for going for a nice long walk with the dogs and my daughter just before our show so I could relax and it's warm and beautiful outside. So I'm so grateful that it's not winter because of the pandemic. I think it'd be a lot harder if it was winter time. So I'm grateful it's nice and warm and we get to go outside. How about you? Um, I've never prepared for this part. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm grateful for... Um, okay, so... You know what that one's... All right, I'll go with the second one. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you the other one off air. Um, I'm grateful for... Uh, this morning, so I wrote um, a script a couple days ago that I've been meaning to write this, you know, um, this thing. And uh, so I wrote this script and it, and it turned out okay. It was just a first draft of something um, that is like a series of eight episodes. And, um, and, I, and I made the outline, I finished the outline this morning for the rest of the seven episodes of it. And, uh, I said to my friend who I've been sharing writing stuff with back and forth, um, do you want to see the outline and tell me what you think? And she said, no, because 
most um, because people say that writers that explain their work get the satisfaction and don't and and then don't don't feel the need to finish it. Okay. Um, so if you want me to read it, if you want me to know the story, you're going to have to finish all eight scripts and send them to me. And um, and I thought that that was really an awesome yeah. thing to do for a friend to go no <laughs> no i'm not i'm not letting you just tell me about it like you need to do it and then and then and then you can show me um so i was grateful for that and that made me motivated to want to keep writing awesome. so yeah um that's so that's about all the time that we have for today dr gina where can people find you um other than whatever facebook page they're uh, or youtube page they're watching this on right now where can people find you for help uh, com or drgina.ca and I wrote a little ebook for this episode there's a lot of stuff in there we didn't talk about so they can Absolutely. get that uh, there's also the piece in the pandemic course that you teamed up with life coach Glenn Ambrose on um, and uh, and any of that you can find that right now also at drgina um, at drmadrigrano.com can find out um, all of that information and uh, you're available for sessions via zoom and and all telehealth and all that stuff right right um uh okay awesome and uh finally dr gina my last question for you for today are you ready yes what are we talking about next week i thought maybe we could take questions okay i so didn't plan anything yet so this is perfect. If you have questions on this topic or anything else that we have, you know, um, because most people will watch this. It's it's in a, in the United States. It's Memorial Day, six o'clock in the afternoon. A lot of people aren't you know aren't watching this live. That will watch it later. So if you have questions regarding today's topic or any other topic, leave it in the comments or come back next Monday at six p.m. and we will answer your questions live. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much, Gina. I will talk Thanks, to you ben. soon. Take care. For more information or to book an appointment with Dr. Gina, go to drmandragrano.com or click the link in the description of this episode.